0: His word is final. That means when we believe by faith His word, it is final. That means whatever other lies try to come against that are exactly what I just said. They're lies. His word is final. If He said He would do it, then that's the final word. If his Holy Spirit works, then the Holy Spirit works. Or he doesn't. Which one is it? I'm excited to be with the people of God this morning. I'm excited to be in the presence of God this morning. There's people that are laying in bed right now. Talking about how it's raining or they would come to church. But that's not you. You got dressed. Put on your Open the Heavens merch. And got your skinny hiney all the way to church. I said it's skinny, you know, it's good. Fit. Praise God. I love Jesus. I love God. He's the best. You do too. He's the best. He's the most fun. He's exciting. He gives joy. Man, how many love God? Man. I do. I do. Hey, I want... I've been... contemplating this morning... How how I was going to pray, um, for Stephanie, the Lord just hadn't put it in my heart yet. I just knew I needed to pray for her, just encourage her. And Renee brought over an encouraging word that I feel like is for the room to receive, but I feel like especially is going to bring encouragement to Stephanie. So if you want to share it with us.
1: Okay. Um, okay. Um, New levels of intentional intimacy, not religious acts or works. Switch up your routine. Don't settle for the same things, the same ways. Ask and receive as you seek new levels of intimacy. I get a lot of words like that, but I'm like, Lord, I want scripture. So if you know anything about the Bible, people kind of say Chronicles isn't necessary because it's just rephrasing, it's just recapturing. Guess what? It's a new routine. It's a new
0: how many of you read Chronicles? <laughs> yeah, all, all three. All three of you. All right. <laughs> All of you that started the Bible reading plan this year to read the whole Bible, that's the ones that have read Chronicles, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that was just encouraging because I was like, okay, Lord, that's cool. Um, Eight through 13 is... um, uh,
0: Chronicles 16, starting in verse eight.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Um, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing songs to him, or psalms to him. Talk of all his wondrous works. Glory to his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works, which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O seed of Israel, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen ones. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. As you change up the routine, I believe the Lord has given new freshness. <laughs> Routines are great. They can become a rut. I want to speak to some people that are dealing with hate this week. I prayed for a couple people. Some shared, some didn't. But I just sensed the spirit of hate that was just trying to rob them of joy. And I want to give some spiritual and practical things. You can go ahead and have a seat. While you have a seat, tell your neighbor, I don't hate you. Get it out of your heart. I didn't say you have to love them or like them yet. But you don't hate them. The way I figure it is, if you're supposed to love your enemies... What are you supposed to do to your friends, all right? I mean, come on. Praise God. How good is that supposed to be? So let me give a couple practical things I feel like the Lord put on my heart about hate. One, if you really want to foster the root of hate in your heart, get on social media a lot. So if you if you want to eradicate that quickly, limit your time on social media. Because you can, you can get frustrated and hateful real quick on there. Something about it. This is also a great place too. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff happening on there. It's like anything. There's great stuff happening in the city of Arlington. There's bad stuff happening in the city of Arlington. Right? Anything else? Another thing that you can do to eradicate hate is to put on the Bible app on audio and get it washing over your mind. Because there can be a lot of other things in our mind that have been reprogramming us over time. And we think that we're thinking good thoughts and we've actually been training ourselves to not on accident. Those are just two ways and I just want to share that for some people in the room. And I know that goes with me too. I can get frustrated quick and get frustrated at people. And be mad at someone that I shouldn't even be mad at. That doesn't, that's not even in the room and haven't even, haven't even talked to. Just my mind's in the wrong place. Well, I'm glad to be back. I missed a week. It feels like I missed a year. I I don't like not being that Authentic. And I don't particularly like being in hospitals. But it was a joyous Sunday last week. We got to welcome Baby Ranger into the world. He's right over here at his first ever worship experience. He's... Almost seven days old. Look at us, about to have a baby. You can't even tell my wife had a baby. I don't even. I'm like, look at that. Praise God. Prayer. <laughs> Prayer and um, you know Colombian genetics and things like that. You know. I, I do. I live in a house with, with three Colombians. And then there's me, the gringo. And then I have a dog. I have a dog. So, too, you know, anyways. Um, yeah. We're, we're making it work. We're making it work. It's great. It's great. I, I'm blessed to be here. It was an awesome time. Having baby number one and baby number two is very different. Baby number one is like a whole process. You're pushing for a long time. You're in labor for a while. You go in, like, 12-plus hours later, you have a baby. You know, this whole thing. Baby number two, you, you roll in. You sit down, you sneeze, there's a baby, you know? It's incri- I have a video, I, I recorded a video of, of the birth, you know? I have, no, not really. Um, I'd play it for you, it's it's eight seconds, it's nothing, there's nothing there. It's like, all right, well, that's it, you know? I, baby Mav has like a whole video, you know, this guy, no video, man, you just, you, you weren't and then you were, that's all there is, that's all there is to it, that's all there is to it, so... Baby number three, we will be ready. We'll be traveling to the hospital with, with a bucket, just to be ready. I don't. We don't. We don't know. You know. Be ready for that. It's okay. I heard some snorts, so that's uh, time to stop. Time to stop. I want to read from Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight. We're in a we're in a collection talking about heaven is open. You got it. Some of you got it on your shirts. You got it on your mind. You got it on your heart. Here's the reality: heaven is open. God is at work. He is moving and working. And anyone not seeing him moving and working, you're just missing out. So I want to help equip you to be able to see him moving and working this week so you can see what he's doing. Because I'm promising you, stuff is happening in the kingdom of God right now like never before. There's shifts that are beginning to take place that started, I think, even years and years ago that are now beginning to unfold now that we're soon gonna be walking in. And I don't want us to miss it because we were practicing on the old things that we used to do. We got used to coming to church. We got used to singing the songs. We got used to going through the motions and going through the rhythms that we miss out on a move of God because it looked a little bit different than all the things we thought church looked like. Look around. Look around. Go ahead. Look how different church looks. Find me a few of you that look identical. Church looks different. It's not meant to all look the same. So let's have our eyes open so we can see Deuteronomy. Chapter 28. Says this. All the peoples of the earth. All of them. All of them. All the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. I've been realizing as I'm walking around in my life, the Lord has been opening up my eyes to see people that are fellow believers. And I just know it when I walk past them. They didn't do anything or say anything or anything. The Lord's just opening up, I think, because there's a greater unity coming to the church that he's causing people to just be able to see who's a believer and who's not. Now, when I walk around, I don't see like, oh, they're a wicked person, they're bad. That's not what I'm saying. I just, am, I, I, I walk around and I see someone and whether we make eye contact or I just see them, I'm like, yep, they're a Christian, I know it. I just know it. I could walk over to them and be like, you're a Christian, right? Where do you go to church? They would tell me. They, they, would, they wouldn't go, uh, what's that big church over in Dallas? Or like, yeah, <laughs> bro, you don't go. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is, you don't go because you don't know what it's called i never asked anyone what church, they, what church they go to. They're plugged in, they're in the body of, body of Christ, and they're like, oh man, what's it called again? No, it's okay, buddy, it's all right. Love you, bless you, you're great. Let's get saved right now, okay? <laughs> all the people of the earth are gonna see that you're blessed and called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will make you abound in prosperity in the fruit of your womb. Check that box. For me? In the fruit of your livestock, in the fruit of your ground, within the land, the Lord has swore to give your fathers to give you. I've been saying secrets about heaven. They're not really so much secrets because they're in the word of God. I think they're secrets because the people of God aren't walking in them. So obviously they must be secrets because if they weren't secrets, we would know what they were and we would be living Like it were true. So I'm saying the reason that we have these secrets about heaven is partially ironic. It would be like telling you a secret and I'm telling you your own name and you're like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, yeah, but live like it. I name my kids their names on purpose for what their names will be and what God will call them to and what they will do. I believe it's important. The secret is this your job is blessed. That's the secret. Your job is blessed. Read the text and see. Everyone around, I'll give you the uh, Mac translation. Everyone around is going to see you and know that you're chosen by God. They're going to be careful around you and be in a little bit of awe around you because of what God is doing in your life. He's going to make you abound in prosperity in all the things that you have and even what you don't have he's going to give you so that he can bless it. So blessed that everything that you're called to and do will be blessed. Your job is blessed. I don't care what your 9 to 5 is. That's up to you. Did you know that was up to you? Did you know that you chose that? Okay, making sure. Because some people complain about their jobs. And I'm like, bro, you chose it. <laughs> you picked. You interviewed there. You wanted it. You prayed for it. We, we prayed last week that you would have it. Now you have it. Why are you mad? Yes, you have to work. That's how it goes. We all work. Whatever we do, your job is blessed. I don't care whether you have a nine to five or don't, or three to 11. First shift, second shift, third shift. One on, two off. Everyone, like when they hear that, they think it's nice. Like, oh man, I wish I had that, right? One on, two off. You're like, oh yeah, come on. Yes, it is awesome. Yeah. What God calls you to is blessed. Whether it's fatherhood, motherhood, at a workplace, working remote serving your family, serving the body of Christ, your job, your job is blessed. Your workplace, what you put your hands to work to do, who you talk to, how you go out and interact is blessed. I think that maybe a shift in the, in the mindset of believers today could be really impactful because if we can look at our job, okay, holistically as what God has called us to do, then I think we would interact on a different way when we go out into the city and when we come home to home. Because some of us, we go out and we work so hard, we work so hard, and then we come home, and we're like, man, I've worked hard. I just want to get home. I just want to turn off. I just want to shut down. Just leave me alone. It's like, when I come home, I'm not, I mean, here's the deal. Like, I'm coming home now, whether I'm tired or not or whatever time it is, to my most important job. I don't get to say to my 21-month-old, oh, hey, buddy, like, sorry. Like, I know you want to play ball, but I worked hard today, man. So just just leave me alone. No, last night I put him to bed. He wouldn't stop throwing the ball and playing catch, and I was like, I got to put this kid to bed. (laughs) Like, eventually you have to go to sleep. And he kept wanting to throw a ball, and so I just told him, I said, hey, man, We're going to set this right here. Tomorrow, when you wake up, we can play ball again. But right now, we got to go to bed. And he was like, okay, that's fair. Good deal. (laughs) Seriously. He's like, yeah, no problem. Took him up, put him in bed. He went to sleep. What's the first thing he did this morning when he got got out of a crib? Daddy? 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 Went and got the ball. (laughs) Comes right to me. He's like, I got the ball. You said first thing this morning we're going to play. So I was like, all right, man. So we played ball this morning. That's, what we had. That's, that's the job. And that part is blessed. The playing ball is blessed. You weren't there. You don't know. You weren't cheering. It had nothing to do necessarily with what was going to happen today, any of that. That's just, that's my life. That's my job. And that part is blessed. It's not mundane. It's not frustrating. It's not annoying. It truly is a blessing and itself in it is blessed by God. My wife's job, mama, that's what he usually says, mama, 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 mama. One day this week, he said it like about 30,000 times (laughs) in about 60 seconds. Her job is blessed. Look at this little guy. All right, someone else preach. I'm going to hold him for a little while. Okay. (laughs) I love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Little guy. Your job is blessed, babe. My mom's in the room. Your job is blessed. One kid, no real kids to your own, five kids, a hundred kids, doesn't matter. My mom's in the room. Your job is blessed. If they don't take it seriously, then we're going to raise idiots. And those idiots are going to be some of your bosses in your last few years before you retire. Is that what you want? No, you don't want that. You don't want it. It deeply matters that we take our jobs seriously. Seriously. And what I want you to know is before we ever start it, every single day, it's already been declared that it's blessed. It's already been declared that the seeds from our womb are blessed. So if you want to pray for your kids to come to Jesus, pray for your kids to come to Jesus. But do not stress about their salvation because God already said they're blessed. I want to break it down further too, because I think though these things are very real, and what it's saying is talking about the fruit from our womb. It's talking about the ground that we have, and then it's talking about the the livestock that live in and on the ground that we have, and how each place is blessed. If you if you see it, if it because I've studied it, if you go and you look at it, you'll see that it's it's coming. It's saying, "Hey, what you are and what you produce is blessed." So much so that all of the people around will know it. And then it's saying, What you have, what you own, the land that you have is blessed, and what your land produces is blessed. Then it says this the livestock, the animals that live in and on your land also are blessed. Who you are and what you make is blessed. What you own and what it makes is blessed, and now what lives inside of and on, what you own and what it makes is blessed. It continues to go, to bless, to bless, to bless. Okay, see it right there. In the same way, the things that you have in your mind, your dreams, what you conceive in your womb, it uses that so many times in Scripture, to this this concept of. Of of the womb, of what we birth, of what we make, of what we create, of what we dream up. The words that we give and who we we become and what we think about and and our dreams and our inventions and our thoughts. All of that is what? Blessed. So then when you get an idea, oh, you know what I should do? I should, how come come so many times the first thing we begin to think is, I don't know if I have enough. I don't know if I have what it takes. I don't know if I can. I don't know. What you are and what you make is blessed. The seed that you produce is blessed and it brings more seed. The gifting that God gives you is blessed. But I've said this before, say it again. You can have a car and not drive a car. You can own a car, it can be in your name It can sit in the driveway, full of gas, keys in it, and you don't drive it. You walk instead. You can have a gift and not use it. You can have the Holy Spirit and decide to walk in your flesh. Read the Bible. It says this. It says, don't desire the flesh. Instead, walk in the Spirit. When we walk in the Spirit, then we'll gratify the Spirit. and We'll continue to walk in the Spirit. When we walk in the flesh, then we'll just keep walking in the flesh. You can have the Holy Spirit and decide to walk in the flesh. You know this because we do it sometimes. The fruit from your animals, the fruit from your land. But I began to think, what do you allow, what do you and I allow to determine whether or not we are blessed, what determines that for you? This week, my wife and I were coming back from uh, the two-day checkup. When you have a baby, they make you come back to they make you go to your doctor two days later, and I'm like, we just were there, okay? But that's just me, okay? I'll, we're gonna have to go all these different times for the next year, and it's like this is a waste, okay? My baby's happy, he's blessed, he's healthy. He's pooping and peeing, like, just leave me alone, all right? But that's just my view on it. You can have your views. I don't But well, we're coming back from, the, from visiting our pediatrician, who I happen to really like, because she has no cares about anything, and that's great. <laughs> she just, like, glances at him from about five feet away. He looks good? Yeah, good. Okay, cool. I'm like, that's, that's my kind of gal right there. Thanks. We're coming back, and our car overheats on the highway. All the thermostats are going crazy. And it's like every indication of pullover instantly, right? And I'm like, oh man, we were on our way to Chick fil A, you know? <laughs> so we, we pull over, and there's like an auto zone nearby, like where the exit is. So we pull over there, we go to the auto zone. I pop open the hood. I look in there, there's no coolant in there. I'm like, how did this happen? How did there no coolant in the car? What's going on, you know? And so I go inside. I go inside AutoZone, I buy some coolant, I come out, the car's like so hot, man, so now I gotta find out how I'm gonna open this cap, you know, while the car is a million degrees and all the bells and whistles are going off, and so I get this, this, luckily I have a baby, so if you have a baby, you have all kinds of stuff, okay, you have wipes, if you're ever eating with me, you get something on your face, no problem, I got wipes, okay, I'll just get that right off of you, get on a shirt, no problem, I got you. So I got like 100 baby rags in there. So I grab one of these baby rags, and I'm taking the cap off. It's so hot. There's like so much steam is coming out. When I get the cap off, the cap is so hot I can't hold it that it it like starts to burn my hand. So I drop it, and then it falls into the engine. And I'm like, great. (laughs) I go back inside. I'm like, hey, just crazy coincidence. You guys happen to have any caps. I know I bought coolant. Do you have any caps of the coolant, you know? He's like, no, no, we don't. He said, did it crack when you were taking it off? And I was like, yeah, that's what happened. It cracked. (laughs) I'm not an idiot. I didn't drop it. It it cracked. It it destroyed. (laughs) So then I got to go back out, put the coolant in there while it's trying to smoke all over the place. I don't have a lid, so I have to take the baby rag, and I have to shove it into the coolant thing so it doesn't, like, come back out when I start the car up. And then I have to drive slow to my house. No Chick-fil-A, by the way. Yeah, we missed the window. I got, I got a 21-month-old who was just like, hey, man, you promised Chick-fil-A and we're not there. I know what Chick-fil-A looks like. And let me just tell you, it's not this. And he's like, you know, getting pretty rowdy. I got this two-day-old baby. I got my pregnant breastfeeding, or my used-to-be-pregnant breastfeeding wife. Not pregnant. <laughs> just... <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. (laughs) And I'm thinking, wait, God, I'm blessed? So how do you measure the proof on whether or not you're blessed? Do you decide it based on what's happening around you? Because I think if I were asking you, you were being honest, you would say, yeah. If I came to church and I prayed and I worshiped and I read my Bible, then things in my life are supposed to go well, and then that, was, that is what tells me whether or not I'm blessed and I'm good, or that's what tells me whether I'm bad and I'm not blessed. Because if I was blessed, then things would look different. I'm reading the text that says God's going to bless you, he's going to bless your womb, he's going to bless your house, he's going to bless your land, he's going to bless your animals. I don't have any animals, I haven't been able to get pregnant, I don't own a house, so how am I blessed? What's your proof? Is it what's happening around you, or is it the Word of God? If it's what's happening around you, then here's what, here's what you'll find. is You'll go from thinking you're blessed to not, to blessed to not, to good to not. Things are great, working out, not working out. Because life is so wild. Ups and downs, different turns, things you didn't expect. It's not cookie cutter, it's not perfect, it doesn't all work out, it doesn't all make sense, and we don't always know what's coming next or even what's happening right now. I've been waking up in the night at crazy times because we got a new roommate. Pays no rent, takes all of my wife's attention. Commands, yeah. Sleeps in a room? I'm like, what kind of roommate is this? And when you haven't slept on and off for several days, then you can say, well, is that blessed or not blessed? That's not my proof of whether I'm blessed. The word of God and what God said out of his mouth is my proof that I'm blessed. So I walk and I talk and I live like his word is true because that's the only proof that I need. I don't need more proof to know that God is blessing around me through me. I don't need more proof to know that I am blessed because God said he was. I don't need to get a new car to have proof that I'm blessed. That's not my measuring stick. My measuring stick that I'm blessed is what God already said is true and my ability to have faith, to believe the word of God that he has spoken and to walk in that with that motive, with that attitude, with that mindset to know this. It doesn't matter what's happening around me. It doesn't matter how it seems like my fruit is growing. It doesn't matter what it seems like is happening with my spiritual gift. It doesn't matter. The word of God says, and we either choose to take our faith and walk in it or to not. And when we do, God is so good that he, he shows us even now outcomes of what's happening but that's not the measuring stick. The measuring stick is my life in eternity. That's what I'm shooting for. The chief job of man, of humans. If you took your uh, catechism class I didn't. Then you would know. What's our job? What's our job? What's the, what's, at the end of the day, what do we do? You may work here or there. But what is it? It's to worship God and to enjoy Him. So when you're out to dinner or you're at home, when you're out and about with friends or you're by yourself, you can be asking yourself this, am I enjoying God? Or am I letting what's happening around me take me from one of my most primary jobs, which is blessed? And maybe why, when I walk around feeling not blessed and seeing not blessed and living not blessed, is because my most primary job, which is to worship God and to enjoy him. isn't happening in my life. It's got to happen in our life. More than trying to, to be something or know something or do something or say something, it's just to enjoy God and to worship him. That's our greatest job, and that job is blessed. And when we're doing that, everything else that we're doing is blessed. Read the word of God and see. That's what he wants. I love my sons, both of them, so much. And I've been waiting to see if my parents were lying to us this whole time because my sister would always ask. I never would because I didn't want to know the truth. My sister would always ask, which one of us is your favorite? So I'm waiting to see if my parents were lying when they said, oh, no, you're both our favorite. Because I always knew it was her, so I didn't want to ask, okay? What's interesting is now having a second son, I love him more quicker because I already know what I'm enjoying down the road that I'm enjoying now. So what was harder before is even more fun now. And every time that I'm interacting with them, I'm understanding more of how God feels about us because so far the things that Ranger does for me is pee and poop. That's what he does. He doesn't do. What does he do for you? Sucks the life out of us, all right? <laughs> Takes our money. That's what, he, that's what he has to offer. And I love him. Think about how much God loves you and what he has for your most important job this week is to worship him and enjoy him. And that's blessed. Parent, not a parent. No matter where you work, no matter what you do, no matter what your nine to five is, retired, not retired, quit, broke, rich, own a house, rent a house, no house, cardboard, box, doesn't matter what it is. Your job is blessed. What you do is blessed. And don't let what's around you to decide that being the proof of whether or not you're blessed. But rather, let the fact that you're blessed change what's around you. It's a shame not to enjoy it's a shame not to be equipped to be able to enjoy. They'll announce it later, but right after this, we're having growth track. If you have not come through growth track yet, it's a great opportunity for you to become a partner at Authentic. It's a great opportunity for you to learn how do I grow more in my faith? It's happening right after this. In the coffee house, there's a lunch provided. Love for you, love for you to be there. We, we, wanna, we wanna help partner with you to make sure you can walk in that. Okay, that's my job. That's what I wanna do. How do I do it? Come find out. If you haven't been, come find out. I believe you'll be blessed by it. Would you stand up as we close? I'm gonna close straight from here. I'll, I'll pray for us and then I'm just gonna bring up those that are closing out with our announcements. And maybe I'll pray for a couple people. Yeah, I didn't get to pray for you earlier. I think someone did when you were down there, right? Yeah, Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna pray for you. Sure. Father, I thank you that you're putting this word into the heart of your daughter, that her job is blessed. And I don't know what they are, but I just pray against the specific problems at work that have been coming against her. That wouldn't be the proof of whether or not it's blessed, whether or not it's working, but that it is because your word is good, and you said it is. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. And you. also, congrats. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can thank show you. everyone. They don't know why I'm congratulating you. She got engaged. Yeah. It's a couple, a couple weeks ago, but hey, congrats to you too, man. Yeah. Your job is blessed. Father, I thank you for... giving us another day. Let us seize this day. Thank you that you're calling us blessed. Let us walk in that. And I thank you for these two words that were released today. There's a hunger you're putting in your people. Let us not satisfy it with the things of this world, but let us satisfy it with our Father in heaven our true daddy, our papa, our king of kings, our Lord of lords, no one is like you, God. And so we give you praise, we give you glory. And today we wanna enjoy your presence, God. Let us enjoy you like never before. Find joy and hope and peace in you because you are good. So we worship you today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen hey this is what i know is that this word right here is about to propel you into this week that the holy spirit is guiding you and he's leading you and he's reminding you of the very thing that you were encouraged on right here today and i'm so glad that you guys decided to join us here hey if you guys aren't following our social media What are you doing? Join us right now on our social media. There's so much encouraging content and so many updates and new things that are going on right here at Authentic. We want you guys to join us right there. You can follow us on Facebook or on Instagram at Authentic City Church. And hey, for some of you guys who would like to give, we'd love for you guys to partner with us through your giving. There's a couple of ways you can give. You can go to Authentic.Church and give under the Give tab, or you can give through Venmo. Hey, I love you guys. Peace. I'll see you soon.